0: to nobody. It was not fun at all to talk to nobody. Uh, (laughs) Um, and I'm like, wait a minute, something should be happening here on this here screen. (sighs) So, uh, this is Victoria. I use so too much guys. I'm going to try not to use so this time, or we can play a drinking game and see how many times I use that word. And you guys can just take a, a shot, a drink or a glass of water every single time. Um, You know, like, whatever works. You know, I used to use like a lot. So, like, you know, like, 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 total valley girl. And I got myself off of using like for everything. But I do use so, so the time. That's, like, my transition. So, today, this is what we're going to talk about. So, I'm going to try not to do. I just did it. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Jeff. So, I, I did it again. So, if I call attention to it, I'm trying to make it better for you guys. So, you don't have to listen to me say that word all the time. I was not on last week. (laughs) I was at Nipopo Silver School, and that is the school taught by um, Bart Ballon and his wife, Michael. Yes, her name is Michael. And uh, I thought it was his son at first. It's not. It's his wife um, with that name. Uh, And uh, it's amazing. I had gone in February uh, of this past year. I went to silver for my very first time. I met the amazing Jackie, who's the host. I met the amazing Bart Michael. I'd actually met Bart years ago um, whenever he spoke at uh, our IACP, the International Association of Canine Professionals, at our first St. Louis conference. He spoke there, and I was blown away by not only what an amazing instructor and master coach he was, but the material that he shared. And I got a picture of, of us with him. And you know what he's doing? He's not like smiling at the camera. What's he doing? He's looking at my my Malinois era in at at my first Malinois. He's like, that's a good looking dog. So um, so I love that picture because of that. But uh, but I had gone. I've been wanting to do it and wanting to do it and wanting to do it. And last July, August is whenever I had the hoo-ha cancer scare. I almost said it uh and whenever i got cleared from the doctor in january that there was no sign of wonky stuff in my who hobbits i decided that if i didn't need the surgery i was going to go to silver school and you know sometimes you need that push uh to do it and i i could have not done it i could have just said ha ah, i don't have to have cancer removal stuff i don't have to have surgery woohoo let's just keep going as we're going but instead, because I had told myself, if I don't need to have my hoo-ha removed, I'm going to Nipopo Silver School, uh, I, I signed up and went. And it's a big commitment. It's a big commitment in time, and it's a big commitment in money. I'm not going to tell you it's cheap because it is not cheap. Uh, po- the cost of the school alone is not cheap. Plus, you have the cost of you know, traveling there, which I fly with the service dog, uh, the car rental while you're there. The hotel while you're there, you know, it gets to be really expensive. So we, uh, you know, so I went in. Uh, uh, I went in February and it blew my mind. I'm trying to get Karen on board here too, so she can talk to you. So I, sorry, I went in uh, in. February, it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. I learned so much. I have my notebook from it. Uh, they gave us a really nice notebook. And then I did gold in May. And I remember before going to gold school, because I took Django to gold school. I traveled with a three-month-old puppy on a plane. I got permission from the airline to travel with him as my uh, service dog in training. And they permitted it. I supplied them with uh, his Instagram so they could see you know, him out in about doing things and training, because I like to take pictures whenever I have the dogs out and put them up on there. So they could see that I've been training with them for the month that we had had them. I sent a copy of my training log showing what we were working on. I sent a letter from the vet saying that, you know, he had a great temperament. They have, I almost did it. They allowed us to, they allowed me to fly with him uh, at no extra cost in cabin at my feet, like a service dog should. And he did great. But I remember before I went to gold school, I was like, oh my gosh, am I ready for this? Are we making a mistake? It's even more expensive than the silver school. Is this something we should be doing? And I remember talking to Rich about it at at the house here. And I, I told him, you know, is, is this like a right use of money? (laughs) And he said, yes. He said, you know, you're ready for it. You did great on the silver test, which is a huge test. And you're going, I want you to go. you know, this is going to help us to move forward. There's a reason you wanted to do this in the first place. And a lot of trainers are under the mistaken impression that their program is the be all and end all for everything. And it's not. So here, Karen's going to join me. I'm going to pull her up. She's joining us in three, two, one. There she is. Hello. Hi, Karen. Uh, so if you guys can hear Karen and me, let us know, because it's always good to know that type of stuff in the beginning instead of at the end. Uh so Karen and I went to silver school this time. I was just telling them that we did, I did silver in February and I did it in May. And one of the nice things, once you graduate, you can return at no additional cost. I mean, you have to pay to get there and you have to pay to stay there, but you don't have to pay for the school all over again because they want the people to repeat it. And that's one of the questions I got from people is why are you going back? Did you fail? And I'm like, oh honey, no, I didn't fail. Um, Yeah, Larissa said she can hear both of us. So we're good. And Portia says she loves me in our program. So thank you, Portia. Um, But so we went, I'm trying not to say so, Karen. If you catch me saying so, scold me. Okay. Uh, (laughs) This is Karen's first time. Now we've been working together for a while now. And we figured that Karen would breeze right through it. And she didn't. So, uh, (laughs) right. I use it all the time. It's my transition word. Uh,
1: I, it didn't connect until, uh, I don't know, it it just took a while to connect. It's, it's, um, the definitions of operant conditioning and classical conditioning and punishment and, and, uh, all of that is like old memory from nursing school, uh, before nursing school from psychology and college and whatnot. Um, But applying that to dogs and and applying that to um, Nipopo took a while. (laughs) It didn't matter that you were drilling me over and over again. I needed to, like, experience it. So, yeah, it it was
0: tough. (laughs) And I'm not going to say that she had a copy of my notes and that we went over it beforehand or anything, I'm just going to let you guys guess on that one, but it was still difficult. Yeah, I mean, one person what
1: one person writes down um, is different than what another person writes down, and and you learn. I learn best by writing myself, by hearing and writing, and and um, and then actually verbalizing it and and using it. Um, I need to do all those steps in order to really learn things. So, um, I was never the A student in in uh, high school. I I was the C student. I had to work hard to get get the B's. You know. So, um, but when I learn it, I learn it pretty solidly. So, um, so I guess. That's so what the
0: was? The, oh, I said so. mm Hmm. What was the best thing for you on this trip that you learned or that you experienced besides, you know, rooming with me for 10 days? <laughs> yeah.
1: The stressors of rooming with, <laughs> with somebody else. Um, uh, here I am doing ums. Uh, uh, I have to think about, the best okay. thing was meeting Michael. That, Isn't
0: she amazing?
1: She was Absolutely amazing. Her enthusiasm, her incredible knowledge. Um, you can tell that she made Bart who he is today. Bart may have been a champion all those years, but he didn't know how to translate what he was doing with dogs to others. And she made that possible. Um,
0: so, She's also the reason for the new Popo, po, which is where you let dogs discover it on their own and all the clicker stuff. I was watching one of the... because right. Looking for him on YouTube. If you... YouTube. Um, Bart Bellon, B-E-L-L-O-N. It is really hard to come up with good video. So I did find... Oh. So... yeah, I did find one. I keep using that word. You I do, did do, find you. one video. And he's talking about a clicker and how he goes, good chicky chicky, 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 dance. Which... I believe that was a pre-Michael video because she, I believe is the one who got him into that and who was able to put it into the terminology that we learned. So it makes sense. I believe I'm not positive, but I believe I'm sure the pyramids are hers, you know, the learning pyramids with the vocabulary and everything. Uh, But it makes sense because then you can relate that to other things as well.
1: Yeah. uh Um, So a lot of people who are very good at, who are masters or savants at at something, can't always teach it to others. And I think she was the major link that enabled Bart to be able to translate what he was doing to others. And he found her basically doing exceptional pet dog training in Baltimore, um, in uh, Bethesda, Maryland area, or the... Um, DC area Uh, and he he was amazed at her skill and how it matched what he was doing but with pet dogs so um that was and then she's very well read and she brought her her book knowledge basically to him to be able to translate it and and teach
0: Okay. So, book knowledge. One of them was the Talent Code. She was reading it and said, "Bart, you need to read this book." And he says, "I do not like to read books. Just give me the bullet points." And so, ooh, said it again. So, what she ended up doing is writing it up. This is going to be a terrible one to listen to as a podcast. I apologize, guys, but it is a learning one for everybody, for us, for you, for everybody. Uh, she wrote up, I think a 10 page summary for him to go over and he says, no bullet points, but it's one I believe he did actually read multiple times. I don't know if it was just audio or if it was reading. I know some people will listen to the audio while they're reading the book because it is a heavy book, but it's called the talent code. It is basically the Nipopo Bible is how they refer to it. And we need to listen to it. We actually have a drive into Gainesville tomorrow and back. So "Ah," I said the word, which is about an hour each way, uh, hour plus, uh, which means we can get started with the book again, uh, Rich and I in the Jeep, uh, and listen to it a couple more times.
1: Yep, I'll be listening to it a few more times as well and taking notes um, e- to strengthen the concepts that are in that book um, that as we apply them to the dogs. As we apply them to our life. It's a lifestyle. Nipopo is not and that was one of the <laughs> test questions. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's about changing the way you live as well as um, you changing the way your dogs are living. And and um, the bulk of that is is being responsible um, to yourself as well as to the dogs. And, um, deep practice has a lot to do with how you live your day, how you live your life every day. What are you doing? Um, uh, what, what are you considering important in your life? Um, and we have to start with ourselves and so we have a lot of goals. I have a lot of goals. I know you have a lot of goals, not I just do. with the dogs, but with yourself in order to be
0: a better person for the dogs. Yes. And, and each of us should have goals. Yeah, I am a very goal-oriented person. I like to have goals. Goals make me work better, harder, stronger, faster, and do more. Uh, Larissa just asked, would it be beneficial to read that yes. book before the four-day school? Yes. <laughs> yes, but Larissa, what I'm going to tell you is go on Amazon and you can download the sample and see if you like how it's written or if you would prefer to get the audio I have the, the text, but I cannot sit and read it. I, like, I prefer the phone. So I downloaded the sample onto the phone and it is very dry and I can't get more than about two paragraphs before I want to fall asleep. But the audiobook works out really good. You just have to watch how awake you are when you are driving. Yeah, <laughs> there's some really good chunks, but then there's some boring bits too, but it will help everything, yeah, yeah. Larissa, especially with what we're doing together. As you read it, like we can discuss it, you know, we can discuss yeah. it over texting. We can, you know, you can call me if there's anything really weird or, you know, whenever I see it for sessions too. Yeah. But yes, that, that's a big one. And then I added, I want to say to the new online course, as we're doing that for the service dog part of it, I believe I added uh, a couple videos to that. Um, Sapolsky's one and then the uh, miracle worker one, I believe are on there because they're on YouTube for free. Yay. Free Mm -hmm. on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Those are free on YouTube. The buck video is um, uh, our movie is you have to buy it. It's available on stars. If you have stars. But uh,
0: now, <laughs> yeah. we had bought that, and then we we bought it streaming, and then we bought it as a um, DVD, yeah, a DVD as well. So we have it both ways. We also have a lot of um, the Pirelli videos or DVDs as well. If I caught myself, if you would like to watch those at any time and borrow them, Karen, you just let me know. Oh, Bye. by the way, Karen, uh, we downloaded Disney Plus, and we started watching The Mandalorian, which is flipping amazing. Yeah, and uh, there's only two episodes out. I like it whenever Netflix does a new series and they just drop all the videos at once, but that's not what Disney plus is doing, which makes me very sad because now I have to wait until the next one comes out.
1: Yeah. Um, My husband and I watched that last night. The two first two Mandalorians. It's awesome. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We have Disney plus with the Hulu um, because it's the same. It's the same price. We're paying for Hulu anyways. And uh, Disney said, you can continue paying for your Hulu and it's still a, it's a package. So we ended up with basically free ESPN, which Yay, I'm, not, ESPN. Yay. Not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how much we'll use that, but you know, cause we're not real big sports fans. Um, yeah. Only, only if Georgia was in the playoffs. Well, kind of, <laughs> well, the, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, one of the things I love are the people who go to Silver School and the people who go to Gold School and the people who come back because you get to make friends and see them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Jackie's over three weeks this year. Um, I've, I've seen some of the, the people there the whole time. Uh, let's see, Teresa and Alex, who were in class with me, Jorge, who you know sat in as a Gold student on both of them, as, which is really nice because you get to develop those friendships and keep them going. Uh, and I and I adore that. But everyone who comes because of the price, it's going to weed out some people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, and it, it's not only what you learn. And I love this phrase. So I've, I've said it before, but it's the person that you are at the end after yeah. experiencing something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel um, eager to transform, but I know it's going to take time. And every, um, I'm exhausted too. I'm mentally spent physically and mentally spent. Um, so I understand when Michael told us it's going to take you two weeks to recover and then you need to start basically revving your motor up and get going. Um, but I understand what you meant. i Just really tired, you know. I was sick before I went out there, and um, still recovering from being sick. And was sick the whole time I was there. (laughs) Hopefully, people aren't like getting getting uh what I brought. (laughs) I was
0: roomy, and so far I'm still good. Oh, good.
1: (laughs) Because I was right with you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, My husband was sick while I was gone, so he did catch what I had. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's still sick. Um, so, um, so that made it more challenging, but, um, maybe it made me think harder. Made I don't know, maybe I could have been more clear headed and gotten higher grades initially, but maybe I needed to get lower grades in order to fight harder for the high, you know, cause in the end I end up for the final with a 97% when I was getting in the low to mid eighties with all the other tests and I was afraid I wasn't going to pass. Um, you know, I think one test did I get above 90 of the five tests and the, all the others were in the low to mid eighties. So, you know, um, but in the end I got a 97 and even with the 97, I know I did a couple still stupid (laughs) mistakes that I know I did and I could have gotten just a little bit higher but I look forward to doing silver again and learning Braising. even more um but for right now I'm I'm gung ho to training um some dogs to bring to gold so um I started working with Holstein and Chico uh uh doing some things differently we've been charging the no um, which my husband's been amazed about and how um, he, he, he said it makes absolute sense. Why would you uh, say a word that the dogs don't even know what it means? It doesn't right, have so value to them.
0: I and, said no. Let's give some background on that. Okay. okay. Uh, charging the word no. Everybody uses the word no with their dog. And I'm sure some of you have seen the little cartoon, My Name is No-No Bad Dog No. What's your name? Uh, you know, two dogs greeting each other, but a lot of people use that word or use different words and expect the dog to know what it is that they are referring to. And that is not the case. The dogs do not know the word no until you teach it to them. Uh, you know, we've had people all the time. No, no, no. Why are you using that word? Or, you know, sit, 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 or, uh, you know, no bark or no jump, but that's not the right word to use. Uh, so, so so, what Bart and Michael shared, oh, you mm-hmm. turned purple.
1: I uh, know, my, my some of the light in the room disappeared. <laughs> there it is. Uh,
0: what Bart and Michael shared, uh, one of the things they talked about is uh, the training pyramids. So it, if you wanna train in the positive training pyramid, here's how you train in it, to stay positive. If you want to train in the negative reinforcement, here's how you do it. And if you're training in the negative, positive, positive, here's how you do it. And okay. the thing is, what most people do is they will jump. For example, I want to train with only positive reinforcement. But when my dog's bad, I'm going to yell at him. You can't yeah. do that. You or can't, yeah. when the dog's bad, I'm going to pop him on the little nose. You can't do that. Or when the dog's bad, I just do this with the leash. You can't do that because then you're training a po po system positive, positive, and then the negative, but the dog is not prepared on how to take and handle a correction and what to do whenever it comes. What we want to train the dogs for is when the correction inevitably comes because it will, Mm -hmm. you know, most people have gotten speeding tickets. Most people have forgotten something at the store. Most people have been wrong about something at one point in their entire lives. You know, Uh, you want the dog to come back better than ever and fight hard. What uh, you can do and the positive only training system is teach no. And you can do it even without being in the positive training system, but you can teach no and what that is to the dog in a way that they will understand it. so that is what Karen is talking about. So what to understand, um, pu- corrections,
1: the dog needs to understand your training program. So if you've charged your clicker, and with food, and your dog is responding to the clicker for food, it makes sense that the dog would respond to another cue with food, meaning that no. And if you want to use that n- word no as a correction, it has to have meaning for the dog. So when you're charging the no, basically you're putting food down. It sounds so simple and almost not it almost doesn't make sense you put the dog's existential food the food for the day down or what's left of the food that you didn't train with down for them to eat you say the word and 1.6 seconds later you say the word no and you take the food up and um I don't, I haven't been presenting the food back until the dogs settle back down again, basically, until they lay down and they ignore the food again. And it drives Holstein crazy. He starts offering all kinds of behaviors. He wants that food to come back. And he starts offering me just, and Barry, all kinds of behaviors. And then eventually he'll settle down and lay down. We're not telling him to do anything. Then we will come and bring the food back and um we were just teaching them that the word no has value it means food gets taken away and eventually when you say the word no they will feel the same discomfort as the food being taken away so hopefully that if you do it right that's the that's the goal and and it does work because if charging the clicker if the clicker ends up meaning the same value as food it would make sense as the word no will equal the same value as taking away that food so yeah so that's that's what charging the word no is about and uh it's important if you're going to use the word no for a correction or for you know this is not for an aversion it's basically don't do that one thing well it's kind of, i don't know if i would use it for an aversion
0: you can't do aversion and positive only
1: you can't do version and positive only because the timing's different right
0: correct in the punishment well it's yeah. a big punishment in oh. or correction um so, that's not the same as an aversion so an aversion is stop that one thing and get back to anything else right and remove to just doesn't have enough oomph to it which is why If you have a dog who chases cats, if you have a dog who's chasing squirrels, if you have a dog who's digging, you know, telling him, see these treats, I'm not going to give them to you. Isn't going to cut it. Right. So, yeah, so our aversion tool is still
1: going to be the e-collar. Um, it's still going to be, yeah. Uh, it's still going to be the e-collar at the, at that hot, at the higher level than the training level. Um, at the same time the dog is doing the behavior. It's, like you said, it's when you don't want a dog to do a specific thing like dig in the yard, something strong, uh, you don't you don't follow it with any kind of word or command. It's you just averse them with a stem and It tells the dog, just don't do that one thing. Do anything else. Just like you said.
0: But you don't want to introduce it at that. I don't start dogs with aversion training. I start with the introduction to it. So they know what it is, how to turn it off, what it means. And then if I need the aversion, I will do it. Now I can be very fast at introducing a dog to it. Right. The idea is that you don't want to use an e-collar. And everybody says this, all the people who say, I use low levels. I'm a low-level e-collar trainer. They all say, oh, I just use it for proofing behaviors. But then you're introducing it at the wrong time. And it is more of an yeah. aversive at that point. Whereas if you start it from the beginning, from the very beginning, yeah, Jenga started, I think, about 10 weeks old with an e-collar, uh, then you can teach him that this is what it means, this is communication, and it's better. I think And that's more the e-collar to be is a do, not just a do not. So that
1: is the biggest thing I think I got from Silver School is... You must train. You must train in the. Uh, you must correct or adverse first at the training level that you start with, and your dog must know what you are trying to communicate. The triangle and all the different levels. You spend a long time at the at the bottom level. Um, trying to get your dog or you may spend a long time. It may go quick. It depends on the dog and what you're trying to teach them. But basically you're spending a lot of time with with, um, communicating or activating your dog and matching a command with a behavior. And once the dog knows that that command means that behavior, Consistently with whatever, whether you're using food for positive or stim for negative reinforcement, or food or stim and food and nipopo, um, whatever you can't move from into correction or aversion until you've you've you know that the dog is connecting the behavior with the command without any help. Basically, Um, and I think that's the biggest, and then you start your first correction is at the training level that you started with. It's 1.6 seconds after the behavior doesn't happen. And I think that's the biggest, and you know, that is a big aha for me as far as, um, and explaining it to clients, you know, to stay in the training, triangle or the training um style that you are in and don't skip to another training uh, system that you have not taught your dog in
0: yeah yeah i think that's a big one and i think a lot of people don't do that and that's what leads to a lot of the issues with it right um i just was looking up my my quiz scores i didn't write down my first quiz score um, whenever I went for silver for the first time, but I got an 85, a 90, an 86, and a 94. Oh, I think my first good. one was in the high 70s. But uh, but yeah, so we have those. And then I ended up, I don't know, I remember what my score was. I got really, really good though. But I guess I missed one or two of them. Um, this past one, I redid it and I, um, I got 100%. And I didn't even score my own test because I got to read through the test answers for everybody while Michael or not Michael, while Jackie scored my test, the host scored my test. So yeah. Uh, Claire says, are you going to explain the Nipo method? What all you're saying is com- interesting, but very confusing is are there graphic illustrations that you'll be sharing in the coming days and our service dog workshop, there will be, but not I just our dog on- school. Nipo. Yes. I've got to go check on something. Karen, I'm going to put you on full screen. Okay. Um, Maybe talk about the difference with having a dog there versus not having a dog there because you did have Holstein there and that's always a little bit different. Well, um, I had Holstein there
1: and um, Victoria had Candy. We were the only two people with service dog because they were there only because they were service dogs. Um, The difficulty with that, Uh, Was minimal for me because Holstein is um, well trained to lay at my feet for many hours at a time, which takes takes a lot for a dog to be able to do that. We did have breaks about every hour to hour and a half. And um, when other people are actually relaxing during those breaks, I'm having to you know you're responsible for your service dog while you're in a program like this or at college it would be apply if even if you were at college or any kind of conference type situation just like the conference we went to iacp when everybody else is taking breaks we're potting our dogs and making sure our dogs um have uh have water um and uh uh So we have to tend to our dog's needs as well as ourselves. Um, And so uh, it makes it, um, our breaks were less breaks for us and more breaks to get our dogs moving. So they're not, um, because they're laying still for hours and hours at a time. About an hour, an hour and a half at a time. Then we get them walking outside a little bit and and doing their business, and then bring them back in, and then they're laying hours and a an hour to hour and a half a time again. Holstein only one time did Holstein um make any kind of sound. Um, he he had a a nightmare, a dream, so he's barking in his dream. Uh, you know that was during one of the tests. Uh, other than that, nobody um he didn't uh bother the class in any way you didn't you know get up or or make any noise or anything like that um we did have uh time periods that we had to uh we had um role-playing sessions during the uh, role-playing um activities and i did volunteer to um do one of the role-playing activities because you want to do some hands-on stuff uh when you're in a school like this because that's part of what helps you learn all the concepts, and um I just had Holstein stay in a down, and um he did, and nobody held his leash um he just stayed there while I did the role play and he didn't he wasn't phased by it um I could have asked somebody to hold his leash, but i i I knew he would just stay there he's he's trained well enough to um, do that. Um, so one of the biggest things, every every morning we woke up and we did training uh, after we took the dogs out for potting. We did some training in the morning with their food. Um, and we did training every evening. We um, left early every evening. So it did cut back on some of the networking that i could have done more networking if if i didn't um have the concerns of uh having to care for my service dog we probably could have done more networking um but every evening we made sure we got back so we could do training with the dogs in the hotel room or in the hotel hallway and potty them and make sure they had plenty of fluids so they pretty much got most of their food w- Training in the morning, training in the in the evening, and water training in the morning and training in the evening. So um, and then they slept during the night with us as well. So um, I guess it would be similar to if somebody was going to school, like college or you know even high school, you know that kind of situation of how a service dog would be you know expected to act and and um, they. I think they both did exceptionally well um, for the five days, and we were there ten days actually, um, and uh, the dogs were very. Um, they did really well, just not being able to run around. Ideally, I would have loved to have had a place to have Holstein and Candy run around and do some, you know, dog stuff, dog play type stuff, but. Um, we just didn't have that opportunity. We didn't have any open areas that we were allowed to do that with them. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: and you know I'm so glad you mentioned about him doing the downstay while you're doing the clicker game because yeah, uh, and that I think impressed everybody, which is good. I'm um, candy. Wouldn't have uh, era would have Era would have been just fine. Yeah. None of that I have right now would have, but that motivates me. Is one of my training goals is that I need to do this. This needs to get done. Because I need a dog who can do that. Uh, When I went up to speak in front of the class and read through all the test answers, I gave Candy's leash to Alex and she got to hold Candy's leash, Uh, which it would have been nice if she could have just done a downstay the whole time. But again, I've, you know, I've had her for six months. Um, Yeah. And I've had Holstein for years. So (laughs) it's a big difference in, in time. (laughs) So one thing I did notice is cause I brought, gypsy to the first silver i brought Django to gold and then i brought candy to this silver because you know why because she needed to come we needed some together time and gypsy might be preggers and she had a hot spot on her butt so i don't want to bring her uh but she slept so well in the room at night and you would think well she's sleeping all day at your feet but she's not they are working they are awake for that uh the dog slept so soundly. You know, uh, Gypsy and Django, they did not sleep that soundly, but they also didn't have Holstein in with them. It was just them and I, so maybe they thought they had to be on guard, but with this, they could pass the torch.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, G- um, Candy slept s- super soundly. Yeah. So did As Holstein is. every night. Um, uh, that was their time to just kind just unwind and relax. Um, and yeah, so even though they're in a downstay and it looks like they're sleeping, they're not sleeping. They're working um, while underneath, while they're under those tables, you know, it, it took a lot yeah. of concentration for them. And there was also a lot of distraction with um, farm cats outside the door and <laughs> in the windows. And I think Candy and Holstein did exceptional with that. We did, a, it, we used the opportunity to do a lot of, um, uh e-collar training with them on that and um uh-huh, got, training. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh I think they both responded really well to that. Um,
0: I so. agree. Candy's been much better since we've been home. She usually is decent with our cats, but she has been doing much better. She's still catching up on her sleep. Rich noticed how shiny her coat is, and I told him it was cuz she was on newpro for 10 days. Yeah. That's, that was the only difference. Is that she was on newpro for 10 days. Uh, Claire said she missed the first part. What is the book Larissa is referring to? It's called The Talent Code. Try yeah. it on audiobook. And then Michelle said congratulations.
1: Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's It is a monster of a t- test. Uh, one of the girls in class is a lawyer. She said this test was harder yep. than the bar. Karen's a nurse. She said it was harder than the yep, nursing
1: boards. I agree. It's hard. It was harder than the nursing boards. See, with the nursing boards and the, and the, um, and the bar exams, uh, you have practice ability to practice for, for that, uh, which, and th- there's no way we could have practiced this outside of silver school. We I
0: mean, had practiced more with our dogs because we we're the only two who had service dogs, some of the others brought dogs. that I think it was all just the gold school returnings that brought dogs. Uh, I, I would not recommend bringing a dog to sober. If you can get by without your service dog, do that because it is really heavy and you need that time. But it was nice having the dogs because we could practice some of the stuff with them. Right. And for me, I learned best whenever I can hear it and then see it and then do it, do it. and then hear it and see it again and do it again. Yeah. Uh, if, I have to be the first one up there to do something I'm not going to do as well as if I can watch another person do it before me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that, and then there was something else. Oh, one of the things that I got, I got so much more this time than I got in February. My first time I pulled so much more out of it that I would have sworn for some of it that they did not cover. But here's the thing. When I was at the first February silver school, they were saying something on Wednesday, which is the third day. And I thought they didn't say this before. But whenever I look back at my notes, they said the same thing Monday. They said the same thing Tuesday. And I wrote it down, yeah. but it didn't click with me until Wednesday. And yeah. this is why having the notes are big, but we really, you want it to connect with you right. as well. You don't want it to just be something that you wrote down because they said you want it to to like grasp its talons into you and for you to understand what that means. Absolutely. So they, do a lot of, I don't want to call it repetition because it's new, but covering it, maybe a little different words, maybe a little different, you know, she might say it, and then he might say it, and they might relate it to an analogy to yeah. really drill it in. And for clients, sometimes I feel, yeah, I don't have to keep repeating. I feel like a broken record here, but just seeing how much that helped me, I'm not going to feel guilty about repeating things. Yeah,
1: <laughs> me neither. I'm not gonna feel guilty about repeating things, and um it because now I realize how much it I needed that you know, and uh same thing i I got something a little piece new every time they said something. I grabbed something a little bit something else out of it, and um I don't know, it's like uh, s- squeezing a lemon over and over again, you're gonna get a little bit more juice out of it, <laughs> just
0: right? You are, you are. And yeah, uh, it's, it's highly recommended. If you've gone to one, please go to another one because you are going to pull more stuff out of it. Not only that, but because I've, uh, I didn't have the pressure of the test, which is a big test. Like I said, you, you get quiz. There's five quizzes and then one giant test. I didn't have the pressure of the test. like everybody else did. So what I did instead is I ran a study group and we had a number of people who would pop in or out. I'd have people who came up to me during, you know, during breaks, uh, you know, or before we got there, you know, whenever we were still uh, setting up because we tried to get there super early. We might not have stayed late, but we were there at eight o'clock, which is when they opened it up, but it didn't technically start until nine o'clock. So that was super that we were able to, uh, to go there early, to study, to set us up, to set the dogs up. You know, if we would have rolled in there at nine o'clock, that would not have been near as nice. No. Um, but we were also up at like four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, waiting for it to yeah. roll around, but not having the the drama of, oh, there's a big test and what if I don't pass it helped. And then it enabled me to help others, which I like to teach and talk. If you guys mm-hmm. didn't figure that out yet, I like to teach yeah. and talk. So it worked out really good for me. And like I said, got a hundred on it, and I'm not going to say that enough, right? <laughs> uh, Claire asks, so since you've been to Silver School twice and Gold School once, does that allow you to now teach it? How does that work? And then Jane says, what's the difference between Silver and Gold? So both of these I can combine into one answer. Silver and Gold are each five days. Silver has the the quizzes, quiz, 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 test, and it's all it good. is the practical. It's the, the theor-
1: theoretical, theoretical foundation.
0: All the book knowledge is... And you need that so you have the same vocabulary whenever you go to gold school. You know what you're doing. Now, the reason uh, we had people in our first so- silver class who wanted to know why we don't they don't run a silver and then a gold right after. Now you need that time to process. You mm-hmm. need that time to play with it with your dogs and see where you're at. Because whatever the holes were in your training program, say you did a lot of leash work or e-collar work, but you didn't do any clicker stuff likely you're going to grab onto that clicker stuff and play with that clicker a lot. And you're going to think me popo is all about clicker training, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand both of them. So we did, I've done a lot more of the, the setting the dog up. You guys know me. I want to do the lazy training as much as possible. Uh, I've done more with the activating after the first one with this one, different parts hit. So luckily it's what we've been doing, but it doesn't click that. No, that is what you've been doing. Uh, we've been playing with Candy, with Django, and with the three board and train dogs that we have in right now. Uh, not Gypsy, because she has a hotspot on her neck that's in recovery, so I don't want to put any collars on her. Uh, and Zoe's too old, and Rue is for, um, for Rich and Luke to work. And then Candy just needed a couple days break after the trip. Uh, right. But her starts tomorrow, up again. Um, but anyway, so silver is the, the info, and then gold is the hands-on. So they're and both five gold. days, yep. so you bring a dog to gold, and you work the dog. You get to see other people work their dogs. Uh, you get yeah. to, to do a little bit of everything with gold. Now, once you graduate silver and gold, you can go back to silver. After you graduate silver, gold, you can go back to silver and gold as many times as you want to because, uh, again, they want you to do it. They want yeah. the, you know, the, that knowledge to get out there. And I am certified to teach Nipopo. Mm-hmm. I am not certified to make you a certified teacher in NipoPo. Right. Does that yep. make sense? Um, so I'm allowed to teach it. I, I've been allowed to teach it since May, uh, which is when I graduated gold school. I also got my e-collar license. So I'm officially yeah. a certified e-collar trainer, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. and, and yes, I am allowed to teach it. I'm allowed to use the NipoPo logo. I'm allowed to use the word, that phrase. Uh, I'm allowed to use the Bart Bellin. Information, you know, his logo there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to use all of that stuff. Now, that's me. Um, That's not really Dream Dogs is allowed to because it's me, but like I can't sell Dream Dogs as a Nipopo uh, training system because it's not. Um, I did clear it with Michael before I changed the name of our podcast to How to Train Your Service Dog the Nipopo Way. And I cleared it with her to do our service dog school in February because. I don't wanna step on any toes. And if I get them saying it's all good, then it is for real. realsies all good. Not only that, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but IACP has assigned us um, CEUs, which are continuing educational units, uh, which mm-hmm. means that if you need the CEUs for um, IACP, which you need for the, um, the advanced dog training certifications, ours will cover that because it's a lot. You need 20 every two years. So it is one for every hour. So since ours is a eight hour four day, that's what thirty two. I believe we have thirty two CEUs. Yeah, and which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, and and they love me. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody loves. me. I'm awesome, right? But I I just I adore Bart and Michael, and um and she she's amazing. He's amazing. They are such an awe inspiring power couple. You know. Yes. Yes. It was um,
1: it was really uh, an honor to spend time with them in between. Um, yeah. And before they even school started, they they sat with us and they talked for us for, with a, with you and I and um, in the lobby of Holiday Inn Express for almost three hours, um, yeah. that was really nice. Uh, the day, be- was it? Yeah, that was the day before school started, right?
0: It was, yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah. And then afterwards we went to what we ended up at the frat house. One of the girls had got an Airbnb close by. Uh, which is, a, I think it was a three or four bedroom and two bath. And we thought we were going to be staying um, Jackie's building a cabin. So we, she had put it on reserve for us because we love Jackie and she loves mm-hmm. us too. Uh, so we were going to stay there, but it didn't get done in time. So uh, while we thought we were going to be having it, um, Teresa, a friend from gold and silver had, uh, had reserved this Airbnb. And when we said no, she was asking other people. So she ended up with nine or 10 people who were yeah, staying it at the house. was
1: 10 people. So, yeah.
0: 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 30, out -hmm. of 30, 10 people. So a third of them were staying there. So we dumped at the frat house. But we stayed at um, Holiday Inn Express. And that was super, uh, you know, it's it's where I've stayed. That was my third trip there this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where I stayed every time. Uh, Now the cabin should be done next time. So we should have the cabin for next time, which will be good.
1: Yes. Thank
0: you, Claire. (laughs) Uh, but no, it, it is, it's nice to, you know, see your friends and it's nice to work with them. And then I've been chatting with Michael quite a bit since we've been back. Um, I'm trying to get her on here and onto the podcast, even if she can't make it on here, if we could do a podcast. So I have to start bugging her again for that. Um, that would be great. Well, yeah. That would be awesome. would it? Yeah. And why do I like me po so much is yeah. because I, I started to say this earlier, unlike other systems where... This is the only way you can do this. Or these are the two only ways you can do this. With Popo, you have so many more options. I have seen it work with my own eyes. And I'm going to tell you because I can get a little personal with this stuff. Like I was talking about my hoo-ha earlier um, and hoo-ha cancer stuff. So I get personal with you guys uh, because you're all my best friends. And here goes. Candy still pulls a little bit on the leash. And she gets POPs you know, whenever she does it, but it's flipping annoying, you know, on a prong collar, she'll pull a little bit and I can't have her pull. You know, I have, um, the, uh, 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 oh my God, I can't even pronounce it right now. EDS, the LR stainless, the zebra disease, right? So my joints can be a little bit, uh, wonky and my shoulder, I've had shoulder issues for a year at a time plus, uh, which is all related back to that which we didn't know at the time so of course they give me you know go to physical therapy which is probably the worst thing to have done for it but that's neither here nor there um, now that I'm diagnosed everything makes a lot more sense but one of the things that we had talked about I did I took her out to the hallway of the hotel and I worked her and that solved 95 percent of her pooling issues yeah it's amazing uh, you know, and even though it was managed, which was all it was before, it wasn't solved. Now, a lot of dogs, we can get it solved, but somehow I end up with the stubborn dogs who just don't want it. And then I just don't put the time in to do it unless we're out on assignment somewhere doing um, doing service dog work. And that's not whenever you train for it. You train for it here. Uh, so I said to Karen, I'm like, golly, this training stuff really works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even stuff like that, that I know a million ways to get a dog to stop pulling. You want to know some of them? Use a prong collar, use an e-collar, use a slip lead, use a head halter. What are they? All management tools. You have to do the actual yeah. training. But whenever what you've been doing isn't working and you're like, hmm, you know, um, it's just, it's nice to have more. They call it tools in your toolbox and I hate that. Um, yeah. Bart and could call it tools in your backpack and I like that a lot more because it reminds me of Dora the Explorer. And Luke and I used to watch that whenever he was little. Yeah. And the backpack with stuff. Well,
1: you saw how I taught Holstein to bark on command and I didn't teach him the opposite, which is, I didn't uh, name the opposite of bark, which is quiet. And then I started telling him quiet when I wanted him to stop barking and he would just bark more. (laughs) Well, I never actually taught him what quiet means. So um, now how, you know, you saw the struggle I had with Holstein barking.
0: It's like my struggle with not saying so. <laughs>
1: yeah. So now I've been telling Holstein when he's quiet, what quiet is and giving him rewards. So he knows what quiet is. Okay. And when he, and so when I want him to be quiet, he knows what it is now. Before, I would tell him to be quiet when he's barking, and he would just bark more with frustration, with more frustration. And essentially, I taught him, uh, I communicated to him that quiet meant bark. (laughs) Do you know how many
0: people do that? And I tell you, it's the the two commands that people think they want but they don't are bark and paw. Yeah, that was a mistake to
1: teach him to bark.
0: <laughs> but you know what, Karen? I was just thinking yeah. about this. Um, in the Schutzen-D-Ring sporty things, right? They teach yeah. him to bark at the blind at the hold, right? Yeah. And the dogs are usually pretty good. So I think that you've got this and that you're going to be able to get this nipped and done with how you want to do it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I was... So when you're trying to tell teach your dog one thing, don't forget that you actually need to d- teach them the opposites, but don't be assuming that when you taught the opposite, you taught the name, you taught what the opposite was. You may be naming one thing that you think is the opposite, but the dog is understanding it as being... <laughs>
0: Like jump and no jump? Yes. Um, One of the big things with that, with jumping or barking, is um, you teach them to do it, and then you teach them not to do it. So you teach the dog to bark on command, like you did, and then you teach no bark, right? And then you just never ask for the bark. Right. Now here's the problem with that, is now you've created bark, is now an acceptable thing that might get your reward at points. Right. Even if you don't ask for it, maybe you'll get a reward for doing it. And so it's now in their repertoire of things that they'll try. Exactly. And the problem is some trainers don't understand that. And they go and they tell you, well, they say, you know, here's what you do. And that's not what you do. That's not what's going to yeah. work. I mean, it might work for one dog. Maybe the dog's deaf. Like, I don't know. But it's not going to work for most dogs. And, and it's similar to what Karen had gone through. She had taught him bark. Just for the heck of it, because Holstein used to never... Whenever
1: he got frustrated, he never barked. He, no. he did not show frustration with barking. But now, when he gets frustrated, he offers me all kinds of behaviors, and one of them is bark. <laughs>
0: right.
1: So, and and um, or in his mind, shh. <laughs> yeah. In his mind, bark is shh. Yeah. So it was so hard for me not to give... A response to the bark so what you do if you don't want your dog to bark if it's a behavior you don't want you what do you need to do you need to correct you need to use correction in the in the tra- in the training program in which you are working so if I didn't want him to bark I could have stemmed it at a low level away if I'm using the stem as, for training um, and not I should never have started doing any kind of verbal response to his barking um so what now what i do now is i end the training as soon as he starts barking the food goes away everything goes away and that's frustrates holstein a lot he will he would rather continue training because he wants the food but no we just end the training as soon as barking starts so now he starts you know, doing some low vocalization, but he, he won't start barking because he doesn't want the training to end. So it is working. It's going away. The vocalizations going away again. Um, and I'm not telling him shh or no bark or, or saying no or anything, just we're done and no emotion, just, just we're done. And, um, and, but the emotion now is coming from Holstein. I want to, I want to keep working. What can I do to get you to get, get the food out so we can get working again? Woman,
0: you got a yeah. woman to into that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's, he's got motivation. Um, we're just trying to communicate better. <laughs> so And the problem with uh, teaching a dog to bark, when you go to a hotel and you're trying to do training in the hotel, now you got a dog barking in the hotel room and people don't understand that he's barking because you're training him.
0: (laughs) Uh, Right. Or maybe you fell asleep and he's barking because you're having a nightmare.
1: Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They don't know he's a service dog in a hotel. They're not supposed to, you know, be heard. or... Nobody's came to our door to knock on our door. Hey, you got a dog barking in there. Nobody's done that. So, and I've, I've enabled him to stop barking quickly. You know, it's just little, sharp, loud barks. Holstein doesn't sound like a, a small dog when he barks. He has a big dog bark. He's a big dog.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. uh, while we were there on Sunday, it was just gorgeous. We hung up with Bart and Michael. We went over to the frat house. It was super. It was an amazingly awesome, beautiful day. And one of the most perfect days, you know, weather wise, just everything that we got to do wise, it was very satisfying. Mm-hmm. That night, it got super really cold and iced. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, we had a Chevy Tahoe rental, which had four wheel drive that would either automatically kick in when you needed, it, or you could turn it on. So Karen drove. And even though we're both Florida girls, we both wanted to drive and have driven quite a bit up north. Yeah. So that worked out very well that we had... Um, the Tahoe with four wheel drive, we only skidded for tops of a second. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, like three times going back and forth. It was about a half hour or so to get to Jackie's from from the hotel. Um, but it, it worked out really good. in the Chevy Tahoe, I kind of like, I love the Suburban. I totes by a Suburban um, or a Chevy Tahoe. I think yeah. a Tahoe is a little easier to maneuver, but I love both of them. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, had, it had plenty of room.
1: It, it was very quiet vehicle um to drive um it, quiet inside and look very comfortable for four big adults lots of headroom um and the dogs seemed very comfortable in it as well so. and
0: it had heated seats and i loved it oh that felt so good after sitting yeah. up for a day because usually if i sit in my my recliner chair i put my feet up and oh karen just left and i wasn't able to put my feet up um, because we were in class and because we were driving. So I can only put my feet up in bed at night on the bed, or if we were sitting watching TV, I could sit in bed and put my feet up, um, which you know made it a little more difficult because blood pulls in my legs. Hi, ah, yay, dysautonomia. Uh, so it pulls my legs. So it makes it just a little harder. Um, Mary says, hello, nice to meet you, Beth. Nice to meet you, Mary. I'm glad you joined us tonight. Claire says a podcast would be awesome, right? And that she uses everything except for head halters. Yeah, um, I'll use them. Not always my go-to, but uh, you know they have their purposes. Yeah. Put me back. Back. <laughs> yeah. That worked Dropped out somehow. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's like well, Karen decided to leave us. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, it it is it, it is something. If you're thinking about it, I highly recommend going and putting that money away. Uh, they yeah. have not announced the next silver school yet. I don't know if they have dates in mind or what they're working with. This one had 30. It had 23 uh, silvers and seven returning golds. And that is as much as that um, her clubhouse can yeah. handle. So yeah. what we're probably going to do next time is move over to her training area, which isn't going to be as comfy cozy, you know, um, you know, sit together and talk, talk. Uh, but it can handle many more numbers. Many
1: more numbers. Yep that way they can go over the 20 um uh silver s- schooled students that uh, they were talking going as many as 30 silvers and any of the golds that want to attend yeah um, by moving over there so but no matter yeah. what they can only do 10 uh golds new gold school um at a time so i did officially get into the first gold school the april uh six through Whatever, 10th. yeah, tenth, yeah. I've got official. I got that official email today. Awesome. That, Does that it say what you Yeah.
0: So I'm in officially in that. Good. I'm glad to hear that. There is also talk because we did have twenty three people from other ones who wanted to get in. Um, they're talking about adding potentially a second one in, but that's not going to be into the first ones. Absolutely full. Right. Um, and that's the problem is they can only handle ten golds in gold school, Um, as many returning golds as you want, but you're also not guaranteed a working spot. So this is the only time you are guaranteed a working spot. And I want you to use that to your highest potential. Um, It's, it's super, you know, it's, it takes all of this, and it gives it that practical hands on approach. And because you've had the time to digest it, and, and all, I also recommend bringing your notebook, bringing your index cards back so you can review them.
1: Yep, yeah, I absolutely will. I'll, I'm going to be rewriting them um this next couple week, this next week uh before I come see you on Sunday, um and uh, hopefully um we'll be able to do uh make those boxes.
0: Ah, uh, so I said to rich yesterday. I said, you know, let's go to Lowe's, and he goes, I don't want to go to Lowe's. I said, well, we need to go to Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? you just want to make those boxes? I said, yes, I want to make the boxes. And he said, well, if we go to Lowe's, we're not getting the stuff that you need to make the boxes. I was about ready to go up and slap him upside the head. I'm like, what? And he's like, well, wait a minute. That sounded really rude. He goes, no, I have stuff out there for you, for your boxes. You know, I have a big thing of plywood for you. So we don't need to go there to get the stuff for it. And he says, is there any other reason you wanted to go to Lowe's? And I said, training with the dogs. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, are you kidding me? We're not going to go and get this stuff? I, yes, we are. The hell we ain't. <laughs> so uh, he
1: had stuff is what he's trying to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not good, but yeah. He knows speaky very good sometimes. <laughs> the Claire asked, are they always in Missouri? Yes. So Jackie has, and it sounds silly, because when I first, when they first said Missouri, I'm like, what the heck is in Missouri? And you fly into the Springfield-Bronson Airport, which is a small airport, yeah. and you know, Jackie's nice, in the though. middle of nowhere, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, it's in the middle of Amish country, so you see all the Amish people, and which is super cute. Um, there's two towns, Seymour and Marshfield, and they have hotels. We also found three amazing restaurants in, in Marshfield this time. Yep. Um, and they also have a Walmart, or the Walmarts, as my grandma would have called it. Um, <laughs> But Jackie had gone over before they started doing the schools, Bart and Michael would let a student come over for three weeks. So Jackie was one of those students, so they've known Jackie for years, and uh, you know Jackie hosts amazing workshops um yes. the airport in Springfield's nice i I think that's one of my favorite airports, Claire. It's just it's nice, it's small. um, it's easy to get around. They have the rental car place right there, which is good. It's clean. you know they have amazing coffee shop with great chai. yeah. <laughs> which is always a plus, um, but yeah. I don't have to like hobble through the whole airport. Oh, Karen, I've got to tell you something because yeah. I know I'm gonna see you tomorrow because we're going to take the girls into UF tomorrow for their DCM testing, which yeah. is dilated myopathy, and then we're gonna meet up with Karen and, mm. um, and do lunch or whatever. I figure we'll let Rich decide where he wants to go. It'll probably be Chewy's again, just to give you a heads up. <laughs> oh, okay. um. I got a call today because I'm supposed to go in a week from today, next Tuesday for my wheelchair seating. Yeah. Okay. And that's whenever they were supposed to measure. And I'm supposed to talk to like a physical therapist and the wheelchair guy. And we were going to figure out what all I needed to maneuver. Now don't forget if I don't need the wheelchair, the electric wheelchair in my house, they will not permit an electric wheelchair. Okay. And we had found a wheelchair that I really like, the fold and go wheelchair that Larissa ordered. And it's amazing. Uh, we found that that's a little under $3,000, yeah. $2,100 to $3,000, depending on which one you get. Right. And it's it's fantastic. And it's 50 pounds, and it folds up real easy. Uh, but it looked like our price for getting a wheelchair was like $500. But it's also going to take three to six months to build because it's built custom yeah. for you. right? And being the end of the year, everyone's trying to get their stuff in at the end of the year. So, okay. So Leesburg Hospital calls up. Because apparently that's where the seating thing is, is in Leesburg Hospital. Okay. And she tells me, I just want you to know, it's $450 for the seating that you'll, you'll have to pay at or before your visit for the seating. And I oh. said, oh, I said, the wheelchair is supposed to be $500. Is the, Nobody has said anything about paying $450 for a seating appointment. I said, the wheelchair is supposed to be $500. I said, is this a deposit towards that? She said, no. She said, the $450 is the hospital fees for having me come in and do a seating. What? Plus, I'm going to have to pay the fees I have to pay. What? That's so I said, crazy. This is at 2.30. So I said, hold on a second, honey, before you sign me up for that, because now you told me and it's all okay. I said, let me talk to my husband and if you can call me back in an hour you know, like I'll have had a chance to talk to him and to think about it. Okay. So I went in and I told Rich and right away he said, well, then just buy the one you want to buy anyway. Yes, it is more. But if we're talking $450 it- for a seating plus 500 for a wheelchair, who who even knows if they're going to okay it. I might just lose out on that $450 if they're like, ah, oh, you don't need a wheelchair. Shut up. Right. Um, plus having to wait all that time, which would mean rental wheelchair money at Disney if we would go, because I'm tired of having people push me. Right. Uh, and what's an electric wheelchair is $50 or $60 each time you go uh, at right. Disney Universal, uh, you know, having to wait all that time, getting something who knows what's going to happen with it. Uh, yeah. You know, and then what other fees, it reminds me of whenever we had our Chevy S10 pickup truck and we take it to the shop for whatever reason. And they'd say, Oh, it's just this. And then as they're doing it, they're like, well, you know, it's this too. And it's going to be this much more. Do you want to have this done? And then what's gonna be this much more? Do you wanna have this done? And by the yeah. time you're done, you're spending two thousand on, dollars on a truck that you brought in for like a hundred dollars something or other job. Yeah. And I don't want that had to happen where I'm spending thousands of dollars on something whenever I could spend three thousand to get what I really, really want. Right. And 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 after you
1: spend you you'll probably end up spending more than a thousand dollars on something you really didn't want that you probably need a lift. Uh, You probably have to buy a thousand dollar lift in the back of for the back of the vehicle when in the end. You could have bought the wheelchair you wanted anyways for that same amount of money. Yep. That's that's what it's looking like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I told her, I said, no, don't even worry about it. We would, um, you know, I I had another one that I really liked Mm -hmm. and we're just going to do that. I mean, they even have the rent to owns. Um, they have try before you buy it, rent to own. And if you need one for, you know, travel season. So if you don't get to pick the color of the chairs, if you do it that way. Um, but I think we're just going to purchase the, the mag shock one. It's 2795.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Just get that and get the accessories that you want and, and then you're done, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, that's, it's, you know, I didn't really need it this trip. But it's, it's something that I will need for, for um, ICP conference. Yep. Uh, You know, I know because we've been at this hotel before and it's a lot of walking back and forth. And even today I had a, um, an eval, a discovery session is what we call it here. And the woman had two dogs, two very large dogs who were very, um, they're out of control. You know, they, which there's a reason they're here, you know. She couldn't get them out and I couldn't get them out because I'm not feeling great today. It's a really not good day for Vicky, but mm-hmm. I was expecting to sit down during the 45 minutes or so that we were talking, not stand up. So I'm, I'm standing up leaning against her van because I just, I needed to sit down oh, and you know, yeah. whenever it's bad, it's bad. So yeah. here Claire says it's an investment. Is it deductible? Would it be a deductible under medical or under work? Because we can use it with the service dogs as well. Whenever we do training. <laughs> should be under
1: medical, but um I never even, hit the deductible for medical anyway. but if you don't hit the deductible, you, you can do it under work because you need it for work. You it enables you to work to do more work with the with the yeah. client dogs.
0: So Yeah, and, and whenever we go out it enables me to work them with the electric wheelchair, which right. we also, you know, we had bought the roller writer, you know, right. like the little moving. So her rich tells me when if I get humor was, I put that together for you, so you're all set. I said, honey, you know, I got that for the workshop. It was like fifty or sixty dollars on Amazon, so we can use it for the dogs and for not the workshop, but the school that we're doing, right. you know. And and he thought like I needed it, and so I ordered it. And he put it together. He didn't say a thing. Like, why do we need something like this? So I thought that was super. And Claire just said, yeah, you have to look to the future. You do. Yeah. 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 Because I I don't want to be stuck in the position again. And this when why with it. You know, going to Disney will be so much easier. We've had before where Rich and Luke are arguing because they don't want to go because they don't want to go and push me around the park the whole day. You know, right. especially when it's hot. Like, I don't blame them. I don't want to push myself around the park either, which is why I have them.
1: With them not having to push you enables them to work another dog too.
0: Yes, it does.
1: So, you know, that's the other thing. Um, they're, You're not utilizing them to to work another dog. And, yeah, <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. And, you know, even my three, we can at least work one or two of them. And then um, if if Gypsy's preggers and has a puppies and we keep one of them to work as a service dog, we're going to need that along with, you know, whoever I bring for myself. So make sure it has anchor attachments for buses and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has what you need for the buses and stuff, Terry. Um, And you can turn the wheels off, Mm -hmm. like the electric part off so somebody can push you. Um. So if we would need it, and it doesn't have, here's what I didn't want. I didn't want an electric scooter because I can't do this and operate a leash at the same time. Um. So this one has a little joystick thing. If you guys go to, it's uh, let's see the website here, foldandgowheelchairs.com. It's the Mag Shock. I mean, yeah. they have it in teal, which is the dysautonomia color. So I'm mm-hmm. really thinking of getting. If they had like a prettier purple, their purple isn't that pretty.
1: No, it's um, very dark, as I recall. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so I like this teal. I like they the have teals. like uh yeah. What's what's the color here? I'm gonna find it for you. I think it's a charcoal granite. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up and see. They have some really ugly ones that I would never do. Charcoal. I like the charcoal too, but it, mm-hmm. it's just it's just gray. You know, if you're gonna do something, do something fun. Do something fun. Teal. Yeah. Teal is good. Um, Claire says, when do you know for sure that she's pregnant? What's her due date? She would be due mid. December for gypsy. So she got knocked up. If she got knocked up, it was last month. I picked her up. I want to say October 15th. Uh,
1: Yeah, it should be just over one more, uh, just over a month. Uh, if, if we get, if she tests positive, um, it will be just one more month and then she should be delivering. Um, yeah, because it's what 65 days for dogs.
0: Uh, I think it's about two months. I don't know if it's 65 or 60 or, you know, 27. Yeah, I want to
1: say it's just over two months, like 65 days, something like that. She might be delivering at Christmas.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Christmas puppies. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Could be. Uh, Here's a subclinical study that we're doing. There's like this whole long email. Let me see what I need. Um. I don't know what all I need. Okay. To yeah. And we needed to do it here because they wanted us to do it in um, August, except we needed to have six months of, of them on the same food. So they've been on Purina Pro Plan since then. Um, right. So then we can say, here we go. My dog is a golden, a miniature Schnauzer or a Doberman. My dog's been eating the same commercial dog food for at least the last six months. My dog is clinically healthy with no major medical concerns. My dog does not take supplemental taurine. My dog does not receive any medications except thyroid supplement and tick flea and heartworm prevention. My dog does not have any known heart disease. I'm willing to provide a diet history and fill out the form prior to the appointment. I'm willing to travel Gainesville to an appointment for UF. I'm going to tell mom and my dog to have an echocardiogram and ultrasound of the heart and blood testing.
1: Yeah. Well, do that. If they're doing an ultrasound of the heart. They might as well do an ultrasound
0: of the belly. I'll <laughs> be like, ah, a chew and move it so we can see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Here's-> <laughs> says
0: 63, Terry says 63 and Claire says, you know, well, 57 to 64, but you know, so yeah, so she should be popping them out, you know, mid December yeah. if she has them. So Karen's getting, um, a boy. She's getting fluffy and, um, and I, my mom's getting top girl and then we'll use her for breeding in the future. And then we'll keep a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. um, for, um, we'll keep a boy or a girl if she's pregnant and work on training that dog up as a service dog Yeah, and then sell them either as a started or as a full service dog. Well, it'll be a started dog anyway, if we saw them at six months or a year, Yeah, but that's what we're looking at. Uh, and then candy, her DNA analysis I sent in to embark. It's at the lab and they've begun genotyping it. So they said it should take three weeks and then they'll let me know. They're really good with sending me updates. I'm really liking Embark. Uh, So we'll see what that, that's our first one. And then I think Kayla's back this weekend um, up in Georgia. So I get to share with her whenever we know all the news and they clear her food to puppy and nursing mama food when she's two weeks due. Rich was chopping up. Oh, you're going to love this one too. He was peeling and chopping up carrots and potatoes and onions and stuff because we were doing a roast mm-hmm. uh, today. So he was getting everything ready yesterday, so we just had to throw it in. So as he's, as he's chopping up the carrots and stuff, who's right by his feet waiting for him to drop stuff? Gypsy is. Gypsy. <laughs> he wants some carrot, and she was, like, yeah. just keeping him company, plastered to his side like that. So, like, mm-hmm. if he dropped something, she'd hoover it up right away. Yeah. <laughs> um. What breed of dog? Gypsy's a golden retriever. So we're bred her to a male golden retriever. They're both fully health tested. They're both service dogs and they're both amazing. So gypsy and Aiden, uh, and then Claire says get an ultrasound, an x-ray around day 55 to 57 and no onions for the dog. No, um, she had the carrots and I think she had like two potato skins whenever they fell. But yeah, it was the carrots. Um, yeah. The, she loves just food. She loves bananas. Cause it's like, I got a banana the other day. and She's like, yes, please. I get that. We share bananas. That's what we do. I'm like, oh, gypsy.
1: Yeah. When we were breeding Mastiffs, we did uh, x X-ray around, um, 57, uh, to count how many spines. Um, it basically it's within one week of delivery. Um, and so we had some idea and then our vet gave progesterone, um, not progesterone oxytocin in case the delivery started happening on a weekend and, uh, um, in case the, yeah, the delivery started happening and the contractions stopped in the middle of the delivery to, uh, get the contractions going again. Okay. So that's what, how, um, the Mastiff delivery, but we still ended up taking our female Mastiff in for emergency surgery, um, uh, because the labor did stop and the oxytocin didn't kick it started kick it back in. So. Oh gosh. Yeah. So there was apparently um, one of her uterine horns ruptured, and there was a dead puppy blocking two live puppies behind it. So. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So she had to have full hysterectomy, and they they saved two, we delivered two more live puppies behind that one dead puppy. So, and they were, ended up being the biggest mastiffs we had.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. And so. today if you want to come help, I'm going to welcome that with open arms.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. you
0: did. I yeah. just hope. That's the one she's bred her girl a couple of times and she has amazing puppies and she does so much with them yeah. um, up in West Virginia. So she has a potential baby daddy for a gypsy for in the future.
1: Well, you got the puppy culture stuff. So you, it has a list of the items you need for when, when, uh, she starts whelping. So, um, and we'll just, you know, when she starts, you just let me know. I only take me an hour to get there.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I've never done this before. We had growing up. I was, when we were 10, I moved, you know, we moved Yeah. when I was 10, we moved. There we go. That makes yes. more sense. <clears throat> and, uh, before I was 10, I was probably, well, before I was 10, I was all those other numbers, but I was maybe six or seven years old. We'd got a dog from um, one of the rescue places uh, mm-hmm. and got the dog home. The dog was apparently like stealing food and eating everything. And my mom was like, I, you know, like we're gonna have to return this dog. Like she's getting, like, she's stealing food from the kids, you know, like just taking it out of our hands and, you know, getting a little bit mm, with it. Well, they take it back in and the, the vet examines it and it says, you know, the dog's pregnant. <laughs> no she, we didn't know that so she had puppies uh, we went to s- church on Easter morning we came home and there were puppies oh so she, burst so she a- had them by herself she she yeah. didn't wait for you <laughs> she didn't wait for us I think she had them down in the basement Um, mm-hmm. you know which was it was in yeah. Pennsylvania so like we had basements there and, uh, and she had them there and I just I, I only remember because of pictures I don't remember but I do remember for the first 10 years, you know, thinking like, I wonder what Maxine's puppies are doing. And, um, you know, they're not around anymore, but who knows what mm-hmm. those puppies, puppies might be. Um, Mary says, I have two golden pups, five months and three months. My service dog passed away on my birthday in July. A friend gave me a pup and I already did a payment on another. So I got two pups. training so well, that's good, Mary. When you have two pups, especially that close in age, one of the things you want to make sure of is that they each have some um, separate time uh, and yeah. they're not always together to play. That they're created separate. That you work them separate. That you take one of them out on one outing and one of them out on another outing. Yeah, um, it is work. But what we do, what I tell people, like we just put them into our boot camp. You know, and that's that's when we brought Candy and she went into our boot camp. We brought Django and he went into boot camp along with Snuggles because mm-hmm. he gets Snuggles. Uh, I also told Rich I wanted to breed Malon was That Bard inspired me. And now I want to breed Malon was too, and he's like, no. But he did say if um, If Ivan Because he's like we can't compete with Ivan I'm like well we're not we wouldn't be hitting the same people Like it would be fine And he's like well if if Ivan would want to And you'd want to get one from him I'm like like a female to breed Like who's not related to Django Or like the puppy who would be born Like pick a puppy So I don't know what it means But I wasn't going to push my luck too much With Richie have to like
1: feed him a little bit And a little bit And a little bit (laughs) It's like my husband, too. <laughs>
0: um, so Right? Yeah. You just got to start little. And I'm like, you know, we'll do with Gypsy and see. We'll do yeah. with Candy and see. But the um, great puppy, the great eight puppy brigade to see them, right, for Anjanette, Claire says, I'll send you a link for a very helpful breeding and whelping Facebook oh, page. Thank you, Claire. I'd yeah. appreciate that. And, and Mary says she does do them separately. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and she says, um, calcium helps for labyrinths yeah. too. Um, And she doesn't want litter mate syndrome. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You don't want that to happen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because whenever I go anywhere, because you know, my dogs play together, you know, like mm-hmm. all of them are probably in here. Oh yeah. Guess where Django is? I'll give you one guess. Underneath your feet? <laughs> no. He's up on the bed sleeping. The on the bed bird. sleeping without you? Yeah. Zoe's <laughs> <up. laughs> here. Candy is on the pad and, Zoe's on a pad and, and gypsy's at my feet and then right behind yeah. me. Of course gypsy's at your feet. That's where right? she belongs. <laughs> okay, calcium for light labor. Yeah. And ruse um, underneath the other table. So yeah, just yeah. oh just fun stuff, guys. Okay, I write those down. I'll write everything you guys are telling me down in my notebook here. So we also got puppy culture, so we need to watch puppy culture. And we got yep. the book we have to go through the book. Um so hopefully the videos. Yep. hopefully tomorrow we'll know. And if not Uh, when did she go into heat in end of September? I want to say, so that would put us in the end of March. She'd go back into heat.
1: Yeah.
0: No calcium until mom was in active labor. Okay. Active labor. Okay. Um, because he's going to need to build her a whelping box. Yeah. And we need to clear out the closet to put it in. We've got a lot we need to do. Needs to stop peeling carrots and onions and build me my box, my little box to practice for when he builds a big box. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so everything's going good. Um, have some amazing clients that just signed on to work with us. So I cannot wait. I am so stoked to get started with them. Um, you know, we have a lighter schedule from now until the end of the year. So I'm super stoked about that too. I'm, really cautious on taking on new clients this time of year because we need to get stuff done and i want to enjoy the holidays right. but you know privates are great and you know it's not taking on new it's it's scheduling the boot camps at this time you know i yeah. have probably one spot that we can schedule but i really would like to not have 12 dogs in over christmas right you know?
1: yeah i can see I can understand that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And can you send me a picture of the one that you guys built? And then Claire, too, if you guys have one that you built or if you ordered one, because I have a feeling it's going to be easier to just build it, hopefully, um, than to order one because then it has to ship. Oh, did you find out anything about the kennels?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, so they're not taking any drop shipping dealers. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm yeah so they're only taking stock shipping dealers okay. and if you sign up as a stock shipping dealer your first order has to be a minimum of one thousand eight hundred dollars of kennels um and but oh. you get about a hundred dollar discount on what the current prices are
0: so okay. yeah i will look those up and see. Yeah. send you i have thank you claire Thank you, Internet. You guys are awesome. And yeah, I'm going to look those up too because, you know, you want to have the best stuff on hand. But
1: yeah. Roughland. Yeah. So that you're 1,800. That's quite a few kennels um, to order. Yeah.
0: Well, and, if they're.
1: And they're not the yeah. easiest. You, you can't collapse them. You can't, you know, they're, they're one of heavy duty, you know, plastic type things that. Are hard to clean and can't collapse but apparently they're better than the impact crates yeah as, yeah there's no a dog can't harm themselves in it can't break out of it that kind of thing did so. you
0: see um one of the guys from texas posted he had bolt cutters and he says keep bolt cutters by your crate because the dog got his his jaw caught on the crate and he had a bolt cut and, and killed the crate but right. You know, like it could have been so much worse. And that's scary.
1: So it's something for everybody to
0: have on hand if they have a dog in a crate. Because you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, We do have bolt cutters, but I'm not sure I could grab them really fast. That's probably a good idea to put them somewhere where you know, or close to your crate. If you have a kennel, like you do, have them close in the kennel room somewhere, bolt cutters.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but uh yeah if i if i were to do any boarding trains i would definitely put that somewhere where it can be grabbed very quickly um yes but Maybe. uh yeah the ruffling Rufflin kennels do look um yeah look like they would be safe but
0: um well i know whenever I, we have explosive diarrhea and pee everywhere you know pulling out that tray is nice But this way, too, I mean, there's just the vent holes and the doors, so it would be easier to clean up. And you could just take it outside and just hose that.
1: Exactly. Just take it outside and hose it and and, um, spray it down with cleaner and whatnot. It actually is. You have to do that with the wire crates anyways when they get that type of um, problem. So, yeah,
0: um,
1: definitely. When you get to the point where you're ready to order a bunch, maybe we can do it, um, but if you're a stock dealer, then they require, uh, so much, um,
0: reordering every, uh, every so often. So we're, we're just, we're just not like a one and done type of thing. We could get it and replace all the crates that we have, right. You know, get that discount on them and then we could be done.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm uh I need to inquire about doing it something like that a one and done you know where I'll order some crates you order you'll do a bunch of replacements and then and then we're done
0: yeah so yeah um or we can play with it and try it out and see but I want to wait till it comes out in teal
1: yeah so that is um pre orders should start in a week or so for that uh Mm -hmm. so they they haven't started pre orders for that color but that color is um. Is going to be offered and apparently it's going to be very popular. Um, yeah. Yeah. so, anyways, yeah, um, definitely looks like an option, but um, it would be, yeah, we definitely do it like that. Uh, we have to place a minimum order of 1800. So, okay,
0: Sorry. um, Claire also says we can use a large baby pool as a weapon box if you have to, but there are other options. Good, yeah, we have baby pools. But I'd rather not because I know you're supposed to build the thing so that she can't roll over on him. Right. Um, the Facebook page will help a lot. Thank you, Claire. I appreciate that. And Mary says the Yorkie she inherited broke his teeth on a wire crate, so she uses an airline crate for him now. Yeah, Arrow and we've got him, he had broken two of his canines, and then while we had him, he broke the other two. You know, in yeah. between that and then dying <laughs> at six years. Sh- dying at six years old of lung cancer. That's why we didn't go back to where we got him from and why we went to Ivan instead. And I'm proud to say it almost nine months old. Django does not have broken teeth yet. Yeah. But.
1: yeah the neat thing about the rufflin is you can get them with minimal holes or a lot of holes. You know, if you, if you're concerned about dogs breaking their teeth on it and you can, um, there's, you can have few holes in, in on the sides if you already have the crates in an air conditioned area, you're not so concerned about um, airflow. So um, I think people put more holes in it because they they want airflow.
0: So yeah, but uh, yeah, and that's other- what I said is the dog room air conditioned? And I'm like, yes, like yeah. we live in Florida. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I guess it's air conditioned. That whenever our air conditioning in the main house went down. That one was still working really well, and that was cooling the living room and and all of that stuff. So it was really nice to uh, to have yeah. that second air conditioner out there. Um, yeah,
1: Marie, if I, would, if I were to set me. up a board and train here, it would be in in the main living area, air conditioned as well. So um, it, I would I would I would not order ones with too many holes either. So um, because it would always be in a controlled environment. I did order the SUV crates for the back of the car. So, um, so yeah. that's, so that I got one for only 35. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, 42 inch. Yeah. So they should be arriving Friday and Monday. So, so that'll be set up in the back of the van. So.
0: Yay, you'll be all set uh, for coffee.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna cut up some, uh, put some EVA foam on the, on the pan. So, so it's more cushiony um, back there too. So, um, okay. so, so it'll be comfortable.
0: Good. <laughs> good, 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 good. No, that sounds perfect. Good. So yeah, Claire sent me an invite to the page and it is seven o'clock and I think we need to go cause I need to all feed right. these guys because they need to be fed. And I got some pictures of Django this morning. I haven't put up. I have been busy yeah. all day. So, today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, we get a tree cut down. We get hay delivered. We have a couple private sessions scheduled. So, I'll be looking forward to the weekend.
1: Yeah. I'll see you Sunday, probably towards the afternoon. All righty. Tomorrow. All righty. Have a good week, rest of the week.
0: Sounds good. Bye, guys.
1: Bye bye.